for me, it's just that you do you. You know, you can't um, decide somebody else's actions and how they will or won't react to something. You can only be the best version of yourself and just remember that anybody and everybody that you meet may come back into your life at a later stage that you may not have foreseen or thought about and they will remember how you treated them. Hi everyone, it's Laura, producer of the Fempreneur podcast. I'm setting in for Lindsay today as she's boarding a plane to Mexico with her mama. Today I'd like to introduce Dr. Jean Retief, joining us all the way from Portugal. Today, Jean is going to tell us how she shifted from her human rights consultancy to empowering women through her podcast, blog, and skincare line, Figgy Beauty. Let's dive in. I am the founder of Figgy, uh, Figgy Beauty, the skincare line for dry and sensitive skin and the Figgy lifestyle uh, for all other women like me that have struggled and achieved, but still seek personal and professional purpose. Awesome. Well, we're so pumped to have you here, Jean. Where are you? Where are you right now? Where are you coming to us from? I am actually in Portugal, uh, but I am South African. So, but I'm, I immigrated to Portugal about three years ago. <laughs> wow. Portugal, all the way from Portugal. What time is it there? Uh, I think it's, just after six in the evening. <laughs> okay, all right. And it's 11 a.m. here in Calgary. So what right. fun is it gonna be? So how did you become an entrepreneur? What kind of pointed you in that direction? Tell us your story. So I've been an entrepreneur for, oh my gosh. When you say it, then you realize your age. <laughs> for almost 17 years. And um, my expertise is actually in, um, my PhD is actually in international criminal law and human rights law. Wow. So um, I first founded my human rights consultancy and um, that grew into a really, really good consultancy and we helped a lot of people. And then I needed to make a change because I was diagnosed with a panic disorder and the things that I was doing to manage it and maintain it were it, they were not working in fact it was getting a lot worse so I had to make some really difficult decisions and decide to step away from my consultancy and so I started the figgy life so what I feel like that, that's like the really condensed version of that story but can yeah. you give us a little more meat and kind of more details on that shift from your consultancy to your figgy life yeah. business like what happened in there to make you kind of be like oh this is what i'm meant to do or oh this is better suited to my life yeah so i had always looking back on it i've always had some issue with anxiety and that came from a lot of uh, trauma in my childhood that i hadn't dealt with sufficiently um sexual abuse uh verbal emotional abuse i didn't really make peace with that and when i was in my younger uh, 20s i had another incident incident of abuse and it kind of just set the ball whirling into a really bad space. Fast forward a few 
few years into my consultancy where I was working on the ground with a lot of really heavy content in human rights because I was working with uh, women's rights, voting rights. I worked a lot with development of children's projects. And I think that secondary trauma, along with what I was not dealing with, just made it even worse. And I was traveling nonstop. I was working crazy hours, so I wasn't be being able to look after myself. And then I got to this point three years ago where I just completely crashed. I was in a really bad place. I was having reoccurring panic attacks all of the time. I had just moved to a new country. A COVID hit, so all of the stress that came with COVID, um, I had to deal with, and it really got to a point where I had to sit down with my husband and we had to say, well, I need to make a really big change in my life because there's a really big possibility if I don't do that, I'm going to have all sorts of major health concerns. And that's how Figgy was born because I wanted to do something. I, I, I fought so hard for this career in human rights. Nobody believed that you could do this and that you could have be an entrepreneur in this space and I love that work and I wanted to continue doing that but without all of the additional trauma and without all of the red tape and the bureaucracy and the politics that come with working in the human rights space so I wanted to be able to take all that I've learned and give it back to a community where I can do it on my terms and where I can hopefully see a change happen and that is what I aim to achieve with Figgy. I wanted to create a space where women could come to and be honest about their career and their life journeys and where it's okay not to be okay and not to be positive all the time and just share how you really feel and what's really going on in your life. That is amazing. And so where does the name Figgy come from? Like, is that a nickname of yours or? No, it's actually, it's my favorite fruit is a fig. So when I was thinking of a name, I was playing around with names and this name came up and I thought, oh, figgy is such a nice um, kind of way of saying it because it's sweet and funky. And when I did a little bit more research about the meaning of a, of a fig and philosophy and um, spirituality, it said that it really is the symbol of a coming together of souls and that no man is an island and that we're all here in this life together to celebrate each other. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is divine intervention because that's exactly what I hope Figgy to be. <laughs> awesome. And so where does the skincare come in? Like how did that become part of yeah. your, you know, your entrepreneurial journey? So if any of your listeners struggle with an anxiety disorder, you will know that it's much more than the panic attacks. It affects your life in many, many different ways, uh, from migraines to really bad skin conditions, because it manifests uh, externally in your body. And when I was going through this really bad phase and I had to make the decision to open or start Figgy, I wanted there to be something to connect to this journey and this story to offer something to to help figgy goddesses that come to the platform find some form of self-care. And because I was going through so many panic attacks, my skin was in an 
insane space. It was so sensitive to the touch. I had so many breakouts and I was in a new country. So I had new food, new water, new climate. <laughs> and I was just, I've always loved skincare. And in that moment, I just felt I just need something. I need just one thing to go right and to feel okay again and to just put me in a positive space and I couldn't find any skincare that worked for me here. So I just decided to do my diploma in cosmetic chemistry and do it myself. <laughs> wow. Okay, so you've said so many things that are just, you know, you are an entrepreneur at heart. And I'm curious to know what your childhood was like. What were you like as a little girl? Like, did you dream of being an entrepreneur when you were six, seven, eight years old? Like, what kind of future did you see for yourself and what kind of role models did you have that built this amazing entrepreneurial woman that you are today? Oh my God. Thank you so much. That's, that's really kind words. Um, no, actually I was not at all. I was what you would call my native language is Afrikaans and what you would call an Afrikaans a plechi. <laughs> it means some, you know, that student that's always in the front of a class that does your homework like a week in advance <laughs> and plans all your exams, study times. I was very much uh, that type of person. I never had the self-confidence or the self-esteem to even think that I could do something like this by myself. I just wanted to be as good as I could be at what I wanted to study. I wanted to be a good student. I wanted to be a good employee. I wanted to make whoever my boss was proud. It was really only when I met my husband who changed my life in so many ways and who rescued me in so many ways that he actually started to um, help me see that this is something that I could do and that I should take a chance on. And he was the first one to support me in my consultancy and to give me the support I needed to start it. And I haven't looked back since then. But if I didn't meet him, I don't think I would have been here. <laughs> wow. Oh, so he really, and so what about him then? Does he really have that entrepreneur um, spirit from, from childhood? Or how did he kind of manage yes. to have the skills and knowledge to point you so clearly in that direction? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is, he really is, I think, the dictionary definition of an entrepreneur. <laughs> So he also has his own business. Um, he does biometric hardware and rugged hardware devices. Um, and he was already in this space when I decided to do my consultancy or start my consultancy. And he had so much advice to give me and support to give me. But it was really more from an emotional point of view. It's really scary to do your own thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel you on that for sure. And I think if, you know, probably I haven't struggled with the kinds of things you've been talking about. And so I feel like it's even more scary for someone who is probably prone to, you know, panic attacks and just feeling stress in your body more. I'm, I'm kind of a bit of a weirdo, I think, in that I, I um, come by the whole experimenting and throwing things at the wall. I kind of come by that naturally. Um, and so it doesn't really stress me out as much as I think other fempreneurs. So it's really nice to have you on here talking about the fact that it is super scary and that you've been at places in your life where you've felt uh, actual panic over things that you've, you've done and you've worked through that. So 
it's very inspiring. Do you have any tips or tricks for moving through fear or moving through those panicky moments when you when you're about to do something a little more bold and brave? Yeah. You know, if you're talking about like stress in the moment, yeah, but if 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 it's it's related to an anxiety disorder, every person has their own journey and their own things that work for them in that moment. But I mean the most general probably probably advice that I can give and the hardest lesson that I have learned is that you just have to feel it. Just be scared. Like just feel the fear, feel the panic. Because if you don't and you suppress it, it gets so much worse and it gets so much um harder to deal with. But we don't allow ourselves to do that because especially women we think no if we do that you know we've uh, what kind of image am i sending to my child i have people that are um looking to me for support i have people that are depending on me but we forget that if we don't take the time to feel these things and deal with it in the moment we're also worse people to live with and work with because the people around us are the ones that get that kind of energy that comes from us So that's probably the best and the hardest lesson that I've learned and I still struggle with that a lot especially the fear and feeling that fear it's not a fun place to be but it's a necessary place to be right and do you find that when you feel that feeling of fear that it's usually followed by success or some sort of a moving forward in your life or You know for me I really honestly believe that it depends on how in touch I am at that moment with my gut feeling and my instincts which I was so 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 grateful to meet a wonderful psychologist that taught me about body therapy and understanding the signals from my body that helped a lot if you are in touch with your instincts at the moment in that moment of fear then yes it usually for me it turns out well but there are many instances where it turned out really badly because i didn't trust my gut i didn't trust my instincts i let fear overrule me and it led to really sometimes bad consequences and things that i wish had gone differently but ultimately you still learn from that and it makes you stronger to know that it's okay to fear and fail <laughs> it's not the end of the world it's just a situation it's not a permanent space okay so what were some of the fears that you had when you started your podcast for example oh. i know you have a really awesome podcast what were some of walk us through that process of idea to uh what if this what if this what if this and then to actually doing it yeah so the podcast i think the first fear i'm not as as amazing as my husband is with it i am not a technical person i mean you would know this i asked you so many questions about instagram live just before it came on <laughs> so my first fear was how do i even do this like what do i google do i google podcast mic do i google like i had no idea about things like spotify and you have to have like a place where you record it and then you have to edit it. So I watched so many YouTube videos on that and I was so intimidated because I thought it's just, you know, plug in a microphone and go for it. Yeah. And then after I figured that out, it was really the fear of 
what if no one cares? What if no one listens? What if people think that what I'm saying is stupid or they don't um, kind of feel they see themselves in it? Worst of all, what if they think it's not motivating and it's actually the complete opposite? And then you start thinking about things like, well, I can't really change my voice. My voice is my voice. I can have good audio quality, but if people hate my voice, <laughs> then that's going to go bad for me. <laughs> um, yeah, so I went through all of those things. And, I mean, I still do. I take so long to publish an episode because I'll be so meticulous about how many times I've said uh or ah uh, or <laughs> sigh or something like that. So every time, you know, you release an episode, you feel that. And because I took the decision with The Figgy Life to share so much of my life, which is not natural to me, every episode is stressful because I'm sharing something deeply personal and deeply intimate in the hopes that it could help somebody somewhere feel less alone. Um, but you don't know. You don't know if that's going to be the goal that you reach. <laughs> Isn't it interesting how much time we spend or waste really thinking about what, what others might be thinking? Like, isn't yeah. it crazy how our brains waste so much time worrying about stuff that we don't even know if it's going to happen or, or could happen? Or I don't know. I find it very interesting how, how we do that. And how many women who are listening to this have probably wanted to do something like start blogging or start a podcast or start a cosmetics company and they've been just stuck in that place of what if what if what if all this bad stuff happens so i love that you're sharing this story again from the point of view of someone who's really been you know through some heavy stuff and you've still pushed through and done some really big things i know this is going to be really inspiring for a lot of women listening so thank you for sharing Thank you so much. Thank you for, for having me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, we're not done yet. I have so many more questions for you. So what would you tell your 10-year younger self? Nothing. Nothing? You would be like, you get to know nothing. You have to figure it out on your own. Yeah. No, the but, reason for that is, you know, I would not have been in a space 10 years ago of, understanding that advice, internalizing that advice, and using it to my best benefit. I needed to go through the things that I had to go through to get to this space. And if I had taken that away from myself, I don't think that it would have ended up the same way. Right. So uh, probably nothing. <laughs> probably nothing. You just, you just give her a high five and be like, yeah, yeah like, nothing for you. Go for it. <laughs> Good luck. That's awesome. Um, so let's talk again about, or I guess not again, but let's talk about some more, uh, or one, if you can think of one of the biggest challenges you face, something that really stumped you that you had to figure out or overcome. I know you've talked about the podcast yeah. and how you worked through that challenge. Um, is there anything else that comes to mind, like a big roadblock that you had to move through? Oh, oh my gosh. With this um, Figgy skincare line and getting Figgy started, so, so many. You have to remember my expertise were very much related to the service industry because I was doing program and project development. I was working in the field, not product-based 
at all. <laughs> and definitely not anything to do with marketing or social media. So the things that I've had to learn the past two years, I mean, everything from EU cosmetics regulations to chemistry to setting up international companies and how the international tax laws work and what accountant you need for what and how Shopify works and how it integrates with what and how you need to set up your bank accounts. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> so did you hire someone who knew a lot of this stuff to do it or you just figured it all out yourself? I just figured it all out myself <laughs> because I didn't want to um, immediately in invest in hiring somebody if I didn't know that I could give them some form of longevity in this. And I had a lot of contractors that had worked with me previously in my consultancy that could give some kind of advice. But I was also super lucky that my background was in a form of international law because this um, equipped me, I think, to better understand the reading of different legislations and laws and regulations and how they all tie together and how I should do it. So I'm super grateful for that. Yeah, that is, yeah, you had the tools in your tool belt. It was just a matter of figuring out yeah. which ones to use and when. And so let's go way back now to, again, to your childhood. You were raised in South Africa and now you're in Portugal. How did that happen? How did you kind of move? Yeah. There? So for us in South Africa, um, we first of all, the biggest thing for the move was my um, husband wanted to expand into Europe. And the best way to do that is that we had to be here permanently. So we figured as South Africans with a really great climate, we're not going to survive in a place like Germany or, where there's snow and too much cold. So the climate here was amazing. The people were amazing. The food was amazing. So that was the primary reason. The secondary reason is, um, you probably know this about South Africa, but we have an unbelievably high uh, crime and violent crime rate. And we wanted to raise our little girl in a place where she could still run around freely in the garden and have a little bit of childhood innocence. Um, and we would not have been able to do it there. So we decided to to make the move and she was only two so it was a great time to to make the adjustment nice so you've got one child you've got a daughter yeah awesome she's fine she's fine <laughs> now so your life really changed a lot three years ago you did a whole you had a move you started a business you wow that's, that's yeah. incredible and so and yeah again i just want to compliment you on taking others along on the journey like through your podcast through your blog the website you've done so much work to um, empower other women and it's just such an honor to get to spend this time with you getting to know you thank you so much that means a lot to me thank you yeah i want to give you the floor for a minute to just really talk about anything you feel compelled to share, whether it's a question you get asked a lot by women entrepreneurs or women who are wanting to be entrepreneurs, um, anything that comes to mind that you can share. Yeah, I think probably the most common question I get, even when I was still in my old life and my consultancy, was how you deal with other women entrepreneurs uh -huh. or other women executives. And... You know, 
for me, it's just that you do you. You know, you can't um, decide somebody else's actions and how they will or won't react to something. You can only be the best version of yourself and just remember that anybody and everybody that you meet may come back into your life at a later stage that you may not have foreseen or thought about and they will remember how you treated them even you know i mean i remember how people treated me when i was a student and a, basically a nobody in the career world and um others do too so you never know who may come back in your life and do you an amazing favor or give you an amazing opportunity based on how you treated them. Absolutely. I know I made some mistakes in the way I treated women in my 20s and even my early 30s. There were times when I think just the stresses of my life kind of bubbled out into interactions. And, and uh, yeah, and I mean, nothing's permanent. You can always fix things, but it's it's been a, a really fun ride to for me to realize that women want to support other women. And even if you don't, again, back to what we were talking about before, you can make up all sorts of stories in your head that you don't know if they're yeah. true. I now, and for years now, have just chosen to believe that every woman I come into contact with wants to help me succeed and trusts that I want to help her succeed. And that's just what I've decided is true all across the board all the time. And it's incredible what happens when you decide that women are, really in this together and it doesn't mean that men are no good i i, I never bash really yeah, no. men and women it's just that we really get each other you know and we really understand each other and um i think it's so so interesting how i think when we're younger and we don't understand that yet we we make mistakes and we do things that we wish yeah. we could reverse but that doesn't mean that we can't change and make things better you know later in life so. Yeah, I mean, even if it is just to have compassion with somebody else that you may have in your life, a younger version or so, that is acting in, in, in a way that you would not condone, you know, we also forget we do have a lot of pressure on us and we are sometimes thrown into a very competitive space. Um, so it's not, not easy, you know, it's not easy for for anybody going through that or having gone through that. It's the best we can just do is be compassionate and, and try to think about the 10 years from now or the 15 years from now when you may see this person again. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, how, how can people get in touch with you? Where do you hang out most on social media? What kind of things do you have coming up that we can support you in or participate in? Um, tell us all your things. Uh, so I am mostly on Instagram, and you can find the My Figgy Life podcast on any streaming service, basically. And then I'm so happy to say that the Figgy skincare line has launched. The store is open in the US. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm um, yeah, so you can go check that out at figgy.eu. Uh, and it's a skincare range that I really, I was part and parcel of every part of the process because I wanted to make a really good skincare range for dry and sensitive skin. You know, I don't know if you feel the same. I don't know if you have sensitive skin, but it 
always felt to me like I love the skincare routine and I love that kind of luxury experience. But because I had sensitive skin and I had to be so careful, I, I was always using all the boring products. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. Like I use like Cetaphil because I can't really find anything that doesn't make my skin exactly. or my eyes burn. Yeah, yeah I and yeah. Yeah, so just because I have to be careful doesn't mean I don't still want the luxury experience. So I tried really hard to make really luxurious formulas and great packaging, and I included rooibos in all the products, no fragrance, no essential oils. So I really, really hope people enjoy it. And it helps. Wow. Oh, I'm sure it will. It will be amazing. Do you ship outside of Europe, or are you, are you, is your client base in Europe for the products? No, my client base is in the United States. So oh, okay. um, all my warehouses uh, are in the United States. So, yeah, we ship uh, two-day express or three to seven, uh, three to five business days, normal shipping. Wow, that is amazing. Good for you. This is so awesome. Thank you. So awesome. <laughs> so, because like, skin and beauty is such a huge part of the fempreneur experience, like, we're on video, we're in pictures, we're doing this kind of thing all the time. And so to have uh, confidence in your skin is really important. So um, I've never interviewed someone on the podcast before that has their own skincare line. So this is a really cool moment for me. I'm so happy. Yeah, this is awesome. It's really, it's true what you're saying, because if I don't know if your skin feels off, everything feels off. You're so aware of it, you know. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, and so I'm on your website here, so figgylife.com, and, uh, you know, you're obviously on Instagram. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice here, so I think we're going to wrap up pretty soon. Um, where where else can people connect with you? I, see, I, I know you're on LinkedIn. Do you spend much time on LinkedIn? Um, I am on LinkedIn but it's more I would say it's more connected to my old life but I am there and I have a figgy presence there so you're welcome to connect with me there but you can also comment on the figgy life website on any of the blog posts I re I try to reply um, within 24 hours uh, so yeah figgylife.com figgy.eu and Instagram that's where you'll probably find me the fastest <laughs> and it's uh, Dr. Jean, J-E-A-N-N-E, -N -N -E, and then last name is R-E-T-I-E-F. That's correct. Yeah, Jean Retief. <laughs> Retief. Okay, yeah. awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I have been really enjoyed getting to know you, and I'm so, so proud of you and all that you've accomplished, and so impressed that you're willing to share all of the nitty-gritty ins and outs of it with other women. So thanks for doing your podcast. Um, and blogging and just sharing all of it. It's such a huge, huge gift you're giving to other women. Oh, thank you so much. And for you too, like what you're doing for other women is equally amazing. So congratulations on all that you've achieved. And thank you so much for having me on your um, live stream. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, thanks, Jean. Have a great day. Thank you, you too. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to hang out with Lindsay and I and other women like you, head over to femteam.com. We'd love to help you grow your business. Talk to you soon. Bye for now.